Yo, yo, what's good? What's up? What's going on, everybody? This is episode one of Hot Takes and Hot Cakes featuring Sam and Nino. Thank you all for coming out and listening, man. We appreciate it. So this is our podcast. We thought this was the perfect time for us to start this. It's kind of like your group chats podcast, right? So we're going to talk about everything and anything, whether that's the latest drama, gossip, places to eat, places not to eat, sports, you name it, we got it. Yeah, man, we're just a couple of 26-year-olds basically going through a quarter-life crisis. Uh, me and Nino met in Philadelphia when we were in college over at St. Joe's. Um, I'm from D.C. myself. Um, I went up there for school, and I met Nino, what, our junior year, senior year? Senior year. I think it was 2015 in, in this marketing, like, capstone class, and – uh, it was a group project, and, I, you know, I'll be honest, I was kind of like Steven Glansberg, kind of lone wolf in it, didn't really know anyone, and then I saw Sam, and we made eye contact, and ever since then, it was kind of like a match made in heaven. It was like game-recognized game type of thing. <laughs> but it was off to a rough, rough start, though, because uh, this class was like your whole, you know, your degree was basically riding on this class for people who don't know, where I was, you know, whatever, but... uh this was our big capstone class, you know, pass, fail, you get your degree or you don't depend riding on this big group project and the teacher picked her classes. And so I'm super fucking nervous. Cause like I was barely getting around this class and I was, too, I was all worked up about it. And so I see Nino roll up in class and she's like, Oh, he's on your team. And I start having a heart attack. Cause this guy rolls in hoodie and sweatpants, got double uh, keyboards on his laptop cause his keyboard broke. So he's rocking the wireless keyboard on his, on his thing on his uh, laptop. Luckily, it ended up being uh, being okay. We survived. But man, I was worried at first. I didn't think we were going to make it out, make it out of there. Honestly, yeah, I was I was surprised. And I had to tell the teacher, I was like, hey, I want you to know that my laptop keyboard is pretty much crapped out. So I have to use a wireless one. I want to let you know that I'm not cheating or doing anything crazy with this double keyboard. So, you know, right now, I think that double keyboard's at home. You know, it, it should be probably like, frame somewhere if this ever makes it big you know it's kind of the, the <laughs> we gotta uh, get it gold plated yeah like our friendship bracelet almost but a friendship keyboard yo so tell everybody where you're from man you you had a pretty interesting story on how you where you're from and how you got here the you know where you've been working before here yeah i'm originally from brick new jersey for those who don't know um it's the jersey shore so if you've ever seen the jersey shore uh seaside new jersey it's pretty much two towns away 15 minute drive if that um and i promise you i'm nothing like that unless you guys want me to be like that um, he does have I, a hot fade though right now yeah it's rare <laughs> i got a house call uh so made the barber came through hooked it up but yeah originally from jersey and then went to st joe's and have been living kind of in jersey philly new york for the last four years four or five years um right now in philly um in my room 
quarantining it up, doing the right things. Nice, man. Well, this is exciting. You know, bear with us these first few episodes. We're both trying to figure this out. Um, we've been planning this, it feels like now, for like five years over drunken phone calls and, and cigarettes. Uh, we've always, me and Nino have always been trying to put together some kind of business plan or creative idea, and we decided to finally pull the trigger. So it's going to be a little choppy to get started. Um, if you guys have any feedback, hit us up on, you know, the IG, Twitter, Facebook, anything. We'll be there. Um, but, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it, and we're going to just kick it off here. So, Nino, you want to get us started? Yeah, we're going to start with the stack of the day. You know, we're going to keep it rolling with the hotcakes. Um, so, obviously, right now it's COVID-19. Um, so, we're going to talk about things that we've been doing, things we wish we were doing, things we've been watching, you name it, uh, kind of just letting you know you know, what our current lifestyle is. You know, for me, I'm currently working from home. I'm lucky to still have a job and, you know, be in a, in a business in the mobile industry where it's um, still something that's very important. Um, you know, I love to cook. So that's something that I've been doing big time. Um, always working on my game. You know, a lot of people like to listen to soothe music, uh, calm music, candles, you know, uh, for me, I like to watch cooking videos to put me to sleep. So, you know, I, I do that and then kind of just chilling, you know, I, I really don't have much to do right now. Sam, what's, what's on your plate? Dude, I'm like super lucky. I work construction, as you know, um, but to all of our listeners, I work in flooring, so I'm essential. You know, they say uh, construction is what separates guy. us from the apes, you know, <laughs> right. so I've been lucky. I've been going in. But uh, the weekends have been driving me like crazy. I've, I've had nothing going on. There's nothing to do. I'm like, same, same as you, come from the same cloth. Like, love going out to restaurants, trying new spots, grabbing drinks at cool bars. And it's, it's killing me not being able to do any of that stuff. Um, but other than that, I've been doing the same shit, like cooking a ton. But, dude, I, uh, I do think it is funny. Like, you go in the grocery stores now, and they have, you know, they're out of everything. You kind of got to pick and choose when to go to figure out, you know, when are they going to have shit in stock. But you can tell people they're freaking out, but not that bad because all the generic brand shit is still on the shelf. So, like, if you want to get LaCroix, good luck. You ain't getting it. Like, yeah, I'm, it's just not going to happen. Everyone's ripping that off the shelf. But if you want to get the Safeway Select Club Soda, dog, they got that by the by the pallets. It's so fucking – I've been – that's I've been looting the generic goods. You know, I think only right. I'm going to say a hot take off the jump. I mean – I think I prefer bubbly over LaCroix. You know, I, I don't know if you agree. I've never had the bubbly. Wow. I would definitely, I would definitely recommend it. Um, you know, Michael Buble says it's good, so it's got to be good. That guy's got a voice of an angel, but. What? I think the flavors are much oh, better. Dude, that guy. No, that was a hot take. Buble's got some hot allegations against him right now. So well, I don't I, know. I don't I know don't, if I personally can back you up on the Buble. But, you know, I'm going to let you go down that path on your own. You can fight off the, the people online on that one. I did not a, know that at all. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of, there, I'm kind of embarrassed. There was, there was a dicey video that came out this week. I don't think Hot Takes and Hot Cakes is going to be endorsing Buble um, anytime soon, if ever. We Okay, I support Bubbly, not <laughs> right, Buble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, there we go. That's hot. Where are you at on your your COVID fear level? I feel like it, you know, I feel like it's almost like a bell curve. You know what I mean? Like when this thing started gearing up, people weren't that worried. Then it started uh, getting really bad. And now it kind of feels like it's dying out. Where are you at? One to ten. Oh, no, you know what? Not one to ten. Let me hit you with this one. 
we'll say one to six buttons on a button up. If you go full on button, you're not worried at all. If you're button all the way up, you're worried. You know, I'm probably going. I'm but three buttons probably. So okay, so you're right in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. You know, enough where you can see the chest that you've been kind of hitting the gym. If you got a chain on, you can like see it a little bit. Chest hair. Yeah, but you're not revealing everything, right? So right in the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, my mom's on the front line. She's an ICU nurse, so obviously. Respect. You know, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And thank you to all those kind of putting themselves out there right now during these crazy times. Hondo uh, P. Agree, man. Uh, so listening to her stories, it's obviously, you know, sad to hear um, kind of the stories that she tells me, you know, regardless of age, how old you are, young or old, this is something very serious. But at the same time, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic about it, kind of ignorance is bliss sometimes, you know, as long as I know that I have a mask on, I'm washing my hands, I'm doing the right things. I'm kind of putting my faith in the people, you know, on the outside world too. So whenever I go out, I'm hoping everyone who's healthy is out you know none of the people who are sick are staying inside and doing the right thing so you know i'm kind of trying to find that happy medium you know all right next up we got to talk about the last dance i know you and me have gone back and forth prior to uh leading up to our first episode of uh hot takes and hot cakes but what are you thinking about it so far where are you at so you know we watched the first four episodes and they were pretty average for the most part, I guess it's kind of cool to see right now because there's no sports. Cool to see some MJ highlights. Um, cool to see his competitiveness. But honestly, it was pretty, pretty much everything I already knew about Michael Jordan. Anyone who kind of followed him during the 90s or is a basketball fan should kind of know everything that's happened already. But this Sunday, out of nowhere, did really like the fifth and sixth episode. I did like the tribute to Kobe that was really nice touch I was definitely in my feelings I did shed some tears for that and then kind of cool to see a little bit more about the upbringing of how Adidas blew it um that was the worst shot ever when MJ was like yeah I would have gone with them they just made a shit shoe (laughs) yeah they didn't even offer him same thing with Reebok like it was cool to kind of see that story and then also just kind of more of MJ not as godly as we kind of imagine or kind of cool to see his vices, right? Um, I thought that was probably the two best episodes so far. What'd you think? Yeah, so I was kind of in a similar mind frame. I know we talked about it a little bit, but like I was disappointed about it uh, after watching the first four episodes. Like you said, it was cool to watch, like see some of the old highlights and it's kind of just a reminder of, you know, why he's the GOAT. But for me, and they talked about it a little bit in this episode too, where they're like the media loves to watch a hero rise and then fall. You know, they like to see like this great crumbling apart of a, Mm -hmm. you know, someone who's been great. And I'm like a victim. I'm totally a victim of that. Like I was rooting for his downfall. I wanted to see more about his vices. I wanted to see about more where he was struggling because I think that's more of an interesting story. Like you hear, you hear a ton about how great MJ was growing up. And even today it's still talked about MJ or LeBron, you know, who's the greatest of all time. But, uh, to see in this episode some of the things he struggled with, whether it was like the gambling or all the media attention, that I thought was what hooked me. I was I was all in on it, uh, watching him golf and talk about him gambling. He's all, putting money on everything. Shout out to our man Mike Kaminsky or whatever his name was, Kaczynski. 
uh, challenged him with the quarters and hit him with the, hey, I don't know, <laughs> give me the money. Like uh, that, I, so I love this episode. This one kind of brought it back in for me and it's, it's geared me up for the last two episodes. I'm, I'm excited for it to finish up. Yeah, I'm glad it did, right? I know a yeah. lot of people right now really love it and I want to like it too. But for me, it, it, like I said, I just, I can't get into it, but I'm glad these two episodes are really good um, to see. And, I, you know, like going back to what you said on wanting to see his downfall, I think that's uh, true for a lot of people, especially celebrities or athletes, because people want to relate to people. You can't really relate to Michael Jordan, right? Because you, you no. can't dunk. You're not as great. He's the GOAT. So, right. like, you know, to see him kind of gamble and, you know, do all these things go to ac before before the second game of the yeah, with some family just want yeah, a little break you know what i mean like it, it's kind of cool <laughs> to see that everyone's human so it, it was good to see a side and also to you know not to get too political but going into um what happened in the 90s with him not really supporting that ca- candidate out of north carolina kind of just shows too that he he kind of wasn't informed and, and didn't want to make an opinion on something he didn't inform, you know, wasn't informed on and kind of showed that he didn't really want to be maybe like a, a hero or a kind of a role model. He was just an athlete, right? He, he just right. wanted greatness and comp- he was just competed. So it was cool to see that side too. Yeah. And I actually like that's part of, uh, I think that was episode five where they touched on that. Um, mm-hmm. And I really appreciate where he's like, well, I didn't meet the guy, so I'm not going to go out and endorse him. I don't know who he is, but I'll write him a check and help him yeah. out a little bit. But uh, there was one line he said that I wrote down that I really liked uh, when he was talking about that situation. And he goes, he was like, it's tough being like a role model because people want you to you know, stick up for these social justice issues and be right. this perfect guy. And uh, he said, he goes, well, if you, you know, if you like what I'm doing and it's inspiring you, great, I'm going to keep doing it. But if you don't, and maybe it's sending the wrong message, and maybe I'm not the hero you should be looking up to, which I like that because he's like, I'm me. So, like, you either take it or leave it, you know what I mean? And so I thought that was good. It kind of humanized him in my mind, which is kind of – it's insane. This guy's, like, the greatest of all time in his sport. Like you said, it's the most unrelatable person because none of us could – it's impossible to get to that level unless you're in LeBron or Kobe or any of those guys. And he was still able to bring himself down to a human level. You know, it's, it's like, why, you know, you, you can make your God believe, you know, you can mm-hmm. see this guy is a human, he's on our level. So I thought that was like, that was pretty cool. I read that one part I really enjoyed. Uh, the other section I really liked was when they were touching on the dream, the dream team. I loved when his competitive came out because competitiveness really was like highlighted. Um, when he was in the locker room before the game, he's like, leave Kuka for me and Pippen. He's like, because I just want to bury Jerry Krause. He fucking mm-hmm. loves this guy. I'm going to yeah. show him that he's like a punk. Yeah, and, like, it was funny, too. They even cut off of that. And he was like, no, I actually like him. He was a nice guy. Unfortunately, Jerry fucked him over by saying he likes him. You know what I mean? And so I thought that was cool. Like, that guy was just a shark. Like, he smelled blood in the water. He knew when to attack. And it, when he was in that mode, it, you know, it's, he was vicious. It was awesome to watch that part. I did enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, going off that, too, like, I think it was maybe the sixth episode when they were talking about the – the championship when they beat the Phoenix Suns and Dan Marley yeah. was guarding Michael Jordan and he said Jerry loves Dan Marley he plays good defense yeah. and he's like I'm gonna fucking show him he's not yeah. good and yeah. absolutely demolished him so just you know picked it's, him apart. it's just funny that uh Jerry Krause just ended careers and those players didn't even know they ended careers because of Jerry <laughs> Dude, then the more you watch it like part of me wants to think that Jerry knew what he was doing because yeah. 
every time Jerry would show interest in someone, MJ would step it up to just destroy this person, whoever it may be, right? Or he would mm -hmm. step it up to shove it down Jerry's throat and show him he still got right. it. So this part of me, as, as hateable as Jerry Krause is through this whole uh, documentary, part of me is like, maybe it's just a mastermind. He could maybe know what he's doing get like jab it at MJ in all the right places to get him to play his best. But right. I, I, I know it, that could be a reach, but you know, it's just interesting to see that feud perpetuate through all uh, six episodes so far. But uh, the last thing that I took note of that I thought was, or I guess two things uh, was the different watching this. I think it highlights how different MJ and LeBron are. Um, and this kind of like circling back to like, MJ being human where he talks about like hey if you like me great if you don't that's fine too mm -hmm. LeBron would never catch you'd never catch him doing something like that that guy's always trying to like he's always trying to be Mr. Likeable in the media right. like right he's doing the Taco Tuesday videos the TikToks he's doing the barbershop right oh I'm just a guy like you guys chopping it up in the barbershop like MJ would never do any of that shit to try to appease or pander to his fans you know what I mean mm -hmm. Which I really, that's what I like about MJ. He's like, this is me. So either take it as it is or, or hit, you know, kick rocks. I don't care. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we'll close it off. And I think the three biggest takeaways so far from the first six episodes is Carmen Electra still got the fastball. Shout out to Carmen. Two, um, shout out to Mrs. Jordan for taking Michael to Nike and really just <laughs> making Nike explode. And Adidas really dropping the ball, not only with Michael Jordan, but they dropped the ball with LeBron when he first came out and also they yep. lost Kobe Bryant. So that's a great job by Adidas. And then the third one, shout out to our boy um, who took Michael Jordan's money playing that. Mike court. Krasinski or something like that. I don't fucking know. Whoever that guy name. is with that perm wearing the two belts, that guy was money. <laughs> he had more swag than everyone in that room. <laughs> he was standing up MJ at his peak. He was all over Twitter and Instagram, and he deserved it. But so, overall, we're definitely saying this show, this, this documentary has rebounded for us. I know most of the world does not agree. Everyone's been loving this every step of the way. But for me, at least, this thing's back. I'm all in. I'm buying into the last two episodes, um, and I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I think it's going to get interesting to see how they close this thing up and how they uh, close out the season through the lens of this documentary. You know what I mean? Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we can get some of that same stuff for the last uh, for the next two episodes um let's talk about the nfl draft so you're a redskins fan i'm a giants fan we're both in the nfc east both our teams stunk it up what was your reaction just in general to the draft or even what the redskins did uh so the big news for the redskins we obviously got chase young which you know it's exciting i was like you know it was a big sign for us i texted everybody we're going to super bowl but i you know that's just false hope uh but overall, dude, the online draft was so uncomfortable to me. Like, I don't know if you saw, like, well, but when Joe Burrow got signed, he was just sitting on the couch with his parents. Like, no reaction, none of that. It just kind of – it seemed depressing to me. But then we got a nice gym on day two. But I want to hear what you thought about day one. Did you watch? Yeah, I watched day one. Um, I had too many um, whiskeys, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so I only watched until, like, the 23rd pick maybe. Uh, overall, yeah. I, it was really horrendous. <laughs> yeah, no, it was I, terrible. I, I don't like the NFL draft because it's super long. It's like seven teams or, uh, seven minutes long. Every team has been talking about this for the last three months. We're in quarantine. How, you really know who you're going to draft. Why do you still make it seven minutes long? 
So that was just such a snore fest. Like, let's speed it up here. Like, that, that's my take. And then, two, Roger Goodell is so stiff. Like, it hurts my back how stiff he is. Like, Jesus, guy. Like, he's reading the card on, on camera. He's saying the same seven words every single time, but he still needs to look at the cue card. He can't, he can't improv. He can't do it. Like, that, that's what I thought. He's, he's like a robot or like an alien trying to figure out how humans act. Like, he, there, nothing about him feels natural at all. Uh, but I will, I do, I gotta say, like, I appreciate day two. We got it a total opposite, very loose Roger. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but he Who's was got in, you, you know, feeling loose, Rog. Yeah, right. I think Rog might've gotten eaten the wrong brownie on accident <laughs> or something, but my man was loose. He was in his, uh, his man cave or whatever. And he kept, I don't know if you saw, he kept pointing out his chair. He's like, this is, hello, I am Roger Goodell. This is my very comfy chair. I lay down in this chair. I'm like, dude, what is wrong with this guy? Well, <laughs> like, like, uh fireside chats like fdr back in, back in the day like <laughs> you see him get up to the camera he's like people have been asking how many m&ms i've been eating he's like i've been eating many m&ms you know he's like he's like look how you can see the line on my m&m jar dropping because i keep eating them yeah i mean overall the giraffe uh, was okay for the giants i was pretty excited um, they drafted a lineman. I would have liked them to take Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker, as well. But, you know, we we definitely fill a void with the tackle and um, protecting Danny Dimes and then giving some, some support to Saquon. Um, so we'll, we'll hopefully we'll see. Uh, one of my roommates, um, Bradley Beal, uh, is a big, big Eagles fan, like diehard. Um, so I'm hoping that we can beat them, and I hope that Jalen Hurts takes over Carson Wentz's job because I love Philly sports drama. Like, it's just funny to me. So I'm hoping for all those things to happen. Well, the best and the worst thing to happen to Philly was winning a Super Bowl because, the one, their fans are just the worst. They're in your face. They're all over the top. But we got to see the best of the degenerates. Um, right. And ever since then, they've me been and you. insufferable. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm Rod Street. Yeah, we were there, unfortunately, celebrating. But, uh, you know, the, the worst and best of Philly all came out that night, and it feels like they haven't gone away since. And they've kind of been – it's been a slow implosion ever since that day. So, <laughs> I don't, I'm always rooting for Eagles misery. Uh, I don't I, – I'm not – the Giants I'm indifferent about, Dallas I hate, but Philly, I, there's a special place in my heart for their fans, and I root for their misery. Yeah, I mean, me too. I think that's that's something that – probably 85% of the United States really wanted for Eagle fans to just be disappointed every single season. Um, yeah, man. So we're going to get into our silver dollars. This is our second part. We're going to get into our hot take alert. You better get silver ready. Dollars. You better get ready. We're going to come with the heat. We're going to say a lot of stuff that we talk about probably at 2 a.m. outside the bar waiting for an Uber to take us to Pat's to get a cheesesteak and say some of the worst things. I hope you guys agree with us. I'll be honest, most of the things that we say on hot takes are usually wrong. Some of the biggest arguments Nina and I have gotten into have been in alleyways at 2 a.m. over this shit. Yeah, Sam, tell them your crazy hot take. <laughs> all right, so during all this COVID, uh, you know, quarantine stuff, I've kind of been – doing deep dives on the internet when I'm bored, you know, falling down YouTube rabbit holes and stuff like that. 
I accidentally stumbled upon one that uh, I don't necessarily believe in, but I think is funny that it's a conspiracy. Um, people out there are throwing it around that Stevie Wonder isn't actually blind. There's, uh, there's a whole Facebook group of people dedicated to this cause to prove that he's not, not uh, actually blind and he can, in fact, see. Um, so I did a little bit more research on it. You know, I wanted to come educated on this one. Okay. Uh, and there was a TMZ video from 2017, I believe, where, where uh, he pulls over Stevie, who's on the side of the street, and he's asking about this reality show he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And Stevie goes, maybe I should do it. You know, I could make a lot of money, couldn't I? And the reporter's like, yeah, man, you can make a lot of cash. He goes, maybe I'll get a couple of private jets, you know, and I'll take them out for a, for a spin. And the reporter's like, well, you wouldn't drive them, right, Stevie? He goes, no, no, I've driven a plane. I've flown a plane, you know, actually twice, I think. And then stops and just drives off into the distance. Um, and there's, and then I kept looking. There's uh, hundreds of other stories about uh, Stevie doing things that would maybe implicate him as a, a fake blind guy. I usually have a lot to say on everything that we talk <laughs> about or in general. And I'll be honest, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't think anyone probably listens to this podcast. And I don't know if people will after what you said. I mean, I love Stevie Wonder. He's got a lot of great classics. I mean, shout out Stevie, but. Shout out Stevie. That's pretty hot. That's, that's pretty hot. That's, that's, that's fuego. Like I said, but don't get me wrong. I'm a Stevie guy. And if this is true, I'm rooting for him. And right. I don't necessarily believe it, but I just think there's a whole crew of people on the internet out there that are trying to prove that this man is not blind. Um, and it's just funny going down the rabbit holes of the different stories of celebrities saying, oh, one time Stevie pulled up in a car and one time Stevie got mad at me and he came and grabbed me and punched me and I don't know how he would have seen me. So, you know, shout out Stevie. I'm rooting for him overall. I don't think this is true. I just think it's, it's a funny internet deep dive to do and maybe want a very hot take on the street. There you have it. Is Stevie Wonder really blind? We don't know. We do it. TBD. I'm going to keep digging, though. Why don't you hit us with yours? What do you got for me? I'm going to go with something that probably hits home for a lot of people when it comes to food and entertaining and hosting. I'm going to say Chapico boards all, or charcuterie boards are dumb. <laughs> I think they are extremely Big word. overrated. Overrated. Because you can't say it. Yeah, I mean, I, I made a mistake there. It's a little inside joke <laughs> with the with the Chapico board. But yeah, charcuterie I be part of one one day. Charcuterie board really just doesn't do it for me. I think a lot of people like just taking a picture of it, you know. And realistically, what are you doing? You're cutting the cheese and you're putting pieces of meat in some type of formation and then you're taking a picture but in all reality the value just doesn't make sense for me i think you could choose a bunch of different appetizers uh and shareables that are much better and fill you up compared to just meats and cheese don't get me wrong i like them i'll definitely eat them you know i, I love my smoked gouda i love my um capicole i love salami you name it i'll eat it all but like i just I don't think they're actually that great. I don't think people should – I think people should do less. This is a flaming hot garbage take. I've never heard a worse take in my life. The See, you're looking – you're wrong for a couple of reasons. The first one is you're viewing the charcuterie board wrong, in the wrong light. It's not supposed to be the main 
the main course. It's not supposed to be the rock star of your experience. Yeah, I, I you're know paying that. For, I know that. You're, yeah, you're paying for – I'm not done. Hang on. Uh, yeah, I'm, you're paying for the ambiance. You're setting the mood. You know, maybe you're taking a girl out on a date. You get a bottle right. of wine, a nice okay. little charcuterie board. Or right. even, you know, a little, maybe a little Sunday brunch with the fellas, you know, okay. want to have a few drinks, a little meat and cheese, do it right. nice. I think where your issue lies, you're mad at the people who throw it up on the gram who make their own. Because that shit is just salami and, you know, it's like the Kraft American singles and bologna. It does not look good. And everyone thinks they're flexing. They're like, oh, look, I can cook. No, you can't fucking cook. You're cutting off a piece of meat that you bought from the deli at the Safeway and you think all of a sudden you're a professional chef. I think you're probably right but for me i i still don't think that's something that's i i get or get the value like you think about it right we go to De Bruno brothers right um and and we're gonna get some good meat right we're gonna get some serrano ham we're gonna yeah, get good some, stuff we're gonna get good stuff right and you 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 do it right and you're probably what forty dollars if that probably even more if you get multiple things and high quality cheese right you're at least at $40 and for what a couple bites. Oh, this is good. Oh, I'm finished. You know, that's it. It's just kind of a blink of an eye type of snack. So for me, I agree with what you're saying. Maybe I'm mad because people just pretend like this is awesome. Like I'm such a good cook, but I'm just slicing cheese and putting this on a, on a cutting board, but I'm, I'm going to keep my hot take. And I think charcuterie boards are overrated. That's just that's just unbelievable. I I do not agree with this take at all. I've seen I've eaten many a charcuterie board with you. I th- I do think it's it's just an anger born from the internet. Too many people have thrown them up on the gram. They think they're hot shit, and like you said, they're shelling out cash for this, and it doesn't look good. It doesn't make you a chef. But at okay. the end of the day, you're paying for the experience. It's the ambiance center. You know what I mean? It's putting everybody in in a good mood. Sitting out on you know the front porch of a nice restaurant, little charcuterie little wine maybe whatever you're in the mood for it okay. sets the stage it sets you up for a very nice meal you know it's like it's like a it's you know it's like a beautiful pass for a three point <laughs> all right you know what this is what we'll do right so dm us tweet us some of your favorite charcuterie boards that you've made prove me and wrong we'll put out a twitter poll we'll put out a nice little twitter poll yay or nay on charcuterie boards We'll do that. We'll, we'll let the fans decide. But also, I want to see what people are making, right? So send us the best. Send us the worst. I want to see. You know, if you guys send some pictures of charcuterie boards that are pretty average, you know, I think my point is valid. Is that fair, Sam? That's fair. I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm planting my, my uh, flag in the, in the ground here. I disagree. But, yeah, we'll let, the, we'll let the fans decide. I'm down with that. Okay. Fair. All right, what do you got next for me? Fired off. I know you got a list. You were fired up this morning. What do you got? Yeah, I was a little fired up. You know, I'm, I'm interested to what you have to say about this one. It's done for Drake. Drake is on the downhill of his career. I couldn't agree more, man. I mean, he's, he's kind of a – he's come over the peak, you know, that you see a lot of the big-time artists go through where they're making really good music, they're grinding, they're hustling, they haven't made the big paycheck yet. And right. now that he's he's making the big time money, he's kind of reverted back to the Mickey Mouse music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where he's like, I know I can plug this stuff into an algorithm. It's going to pump out something that people are going to listen to. It's going to be played on the radio. It's going to be at the clubs. I don't really care about the quality of it, but it, people will listen to it. Amen. I, we're definitely on the same page. Um, for me, I, I, I like Drake. I've liked Drake since probably So Far Gone. 
the first mixtape. So everything that he usually makes, I'm a fan of. But for me recently, I just haven't been liking a lot of the stuff that he's been making. Um, I have friends that love Drake and they get upset at me when I'm like, this isn't good, right? It's okay. And people are right. like, no, dude, this is, this is Jesus Christ. Like, you have to like this. And I'm like, I think you probably should clean your ears because if you realize what he's saying or what he's talking about, it ain't it. You know, I, no. I, I, can't, I can't say anything else besides that the stuff that he's making recently isn't that good to me. It's almost like him making music to, to be on the Billboard Top 100s. You know, I can't really, like, relate, you know. Maybe if you put out Marvin's Room Part 2, then I'll be yeah, in my feelings. You know, I'll be, I'll, I'll be in Marvin's that. Room. Yeah, Marvin's Room is tough. So, you know, that's forever a vibe, and that's how I'm feeling. But anything else that he puts out, I don't want to do left foot up, right foot slide. You know, what is this? The, you know, we already have, like, the electric slide, Drake. Like, I love that song, Electric Slide. You know, I think that song's better than his current song. You know, like, what is he doing here? That song pops. Everybody knows that. If you're at a wedding, you don't do the electric slide. That I know. But, dude, I think, I think it also doesn't help his image, too, because, I mean, outside of music, it feels like he's getting clowned a lot on social media. Like, you always see whenever a team wins a championship, Drake happens to be there and be rocking their apparel. He's a Everyone fan of every team, dude. Yeah, he's a fanboy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, he's, he just kind of seems to be always getting clowned. Um, and so I think just overall, the guy's just kind of losing his fastball. But we were talking about it a little bit earlier. And I think it's just hard for any musician, but specifically rappers. We've seen them struggle in, in, with age. You know what I mean? Right, like yeah. they, they seem to not be able to make that transition to like a late career. And I mean, you've seen a lot of other genres too, but I think now it's starting to get highlighted in the rap, uh, that rap world, because more and more of them are making it to that older age. Um, and, yeah, you know, like you see like Ice Cube right now, he did the Are We There Yet movies, which were terrible. Whoa, and, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> those are good. Those are almost those are as good movies. Those are almost good as Paul Blart Mall Cop, right? Kevin James <laughs> is top five actor in the game. That's another that's hot take. You just put Ice Cube up next to Kevin James. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. These rappers do not know how to age. Uh, even even Snoop Dogg, who's still, you know, he's still kind of keeping it together. The public seems to still like him. Right. He's kind of even getting gimmicky, you know, with him and Martha Stewart always doing the weed stuff. Like, that kind of seems played out. But uh, like any of these rappers, like I was saying, it's it's kind of hard for them to age gracefully. Even Eminem seems to kind of be getting a little, uh, like, I don't know, just a little weird, you know? He's kind of losing it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think it's just hard to make that transition from someone who's, like, you know, young and grinded and trying to trying to earn that big paycheck after you get mm -hmm. over that hump. I think it's hard to relate. Um, to the people you're making music for. I think it's harder to kind of find that drive to make the music you were making. For sure. I mean, I think, you know, father time is undefeated. You hear it a lot with athletes, right? Kind of knowing they can't go anymore. And I think the same thing applies to music, specifically rap, where, you know, people just can't relate. Like you said, right? A lot of kids right now can't relate to what Jay-Z was doing in the 90s and, and Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and Ice Cube and you know, things are different now, and it's okay. You know, it happens. Drake had his run, but, you know, you heard it here first. Sam and Nino, Drake is on its way out. We said it. You know, tell, tell everyone. Tell everyone because it's the truth. You tell, Prove us wrong, but we know we're right. We have an update, ladies and gentlemen. We said 
a couple days ago that Drake was on his way out, he probably heard the unreleased podcast of Hot Takes and Hot Takes and heard us saying that he's out, that he's got nothing left in the tank. So he said, Confirmed. Guys, I'm dropping a mixtape. So he dropped the mixtape. Sam, want to know what you're thinking of it. Dude, this is it was it couldn't have been better timing for us to get this podcast started, right? Because we just talked about this a few days ago. And then he goes and drops this mixtape. And last whatever, when we first recorded this, we were saying, Oh, it's all Mickey Mouse music. He's trying to pander to whatever will make him popular on the internet. It's gonna be shit that you'll hear on like the mainstream media, but everyone knows it's not actually good. And he goes right. and puts out basically just a song for TikTok. Like, you know what I mean? Let's yeah. we're just calling it like it is. He didn't give a shit about that song. He wrote a dance that people could do on TikTok. It's going to go viral because everyone's going to do it on there. And and that's it. It's it's Mickey Mouse music. This guy's done. He's over the hill. Get him out. Yeah, you know, it was cool to see because I'm still rooting for Drake. I like a lot of his music. But to me, I know that I'm going to get disappointed. And I'm looking up the uh, track list right now. And I'm seeing it. And he's got about three or four songs that were already released on this. So to me, it's kind of a shortcut a little bit. And I honestly only like two songs on the whole mixtape, Deep Pockets and then Chicago Freestyle. Those are the only two songs out of the 14 that I liked, and those are pretty forgettable. Like, uh, I'll listen right now because I don't got anything else. But, you know, it's fine. I mean, I I just – I, I didn't really like it. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it on its own, it, like you said, you can find a couple that are decent or you can get into and you'll listen to right now because it's going to be, like, big for the summer probably, right? Right. But if you compare those against everything that he's put out since he started his career, right. this is shit. Like, you know what I mean? You're yeah. just seeing you're seeing a downward fall in terms of the quality of his music. Um, right. It's just gone ever since Marvin's run. He's just gone down. To- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But – you know, you're don't get me started on my I know, but uh, you know, just this is this just highlights what we were talking about a few days ago. We're watching his downfall, and, and you know, he's given into the Mickey Mouse algorithm kind of music. Yeah, I mean, I think what bothers me the most about Drake and what he's been putting out maybe like the last two years or year and a half is that right now you could probably say that he's probably equivalent to what, like LeBron James in the NBA, right? He's, he's probably, yeah. So, you know, he's on this pedestal, but we're not, we're not really judging him or, you know, critiquing his body of work lately. Like he's that, you know, it's definitely taking a fall, but everyone's giving him a pass because he's the best. And it's like, Oh, this is automatically good. No, it's not really. It's really not. If you're actually listening to it, you know, I looked it up the other day and it was like the last song that he put out that I really liked, was nice for what? And I think that was like 2018. And that's almost two years from now, which is a long time. Right. You know what I mean? For a guy who's pretty active on releasing music and making hits, but other, like, you know, it just upsets me. I think we need to be a little bit more harsh when it comes to critiquing Drake's music. Yeah, man, I agree. And like the last point I'll, I'll say about it, and you kind of put me down this rabbit hole comparing him to LeBron in a lot of ways, they're very similar because they both put in a ton of work at their craft. They both perfected it and gotten really good at it. But as they're starting to slow down and deteriorate, people are less and less likely to criticize them because they're like, Oh, well, you know, they've, they've done really good in the past, but no one's holding to the standard of how they're doing right now. And that's what you're seeing is happening to Drake. Just like you were saying a minute ago, 
is that we're not holding him to the same standard you would when he was up and coming or to the same standard you would another rapper in the game right. that hasn't made it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's getting a free pass, which I don't know, part of the, I'd say part of that you've earned it for sure. You know, if you're going to, you put in that much work over that amount of time, you, whatever you can get, you deserve some leniency, but and now he's at a point though. We just got called out. It is what it is. Drake's out. He's done. Here you have it, baby. Hot takes, hot cakes. Drake is out. Confirmed. And last the shovels out. We're burying a career. Last take is Paul Rudd top five actor. Yay or nay? Time. Just right now, currently, like current actors. I mean, that is a, just a horrific take, and you know this. Yeah, hey, it's so it's so bad. But for me, I, like I Paul love Rudd. I love Paul oh, Rudd. Jesus. I love you, man. I love you too, Joe. But I, listen, I fuck with Paul Rudd hard. He's a funny guy, but top five is banana land. You got you got Pitt out there now. You got Leo. I'm trying to think of who else is hot right now. Now, of course, I can't think of anybody. Any Kevin of the Avengers? Kevin James? <laughs> yeah, goddammit. No, not fucking Kevin James. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna stick I'm by it. I'm going to stick by it, and I'm going to say Paul Rudd is top five for me. You know, do I know that he's actually not top five? Yeah, but I'm going to say what I want to say on here, and I'm going to say he's top five. He's so versatile. He was in the Avengers. So you said anyone in the Avengers was top five. Oh, he fuck. Was, he was Ant-Man. He was God Ant-Man. If you've been watching anything on TBS, Friends reruns all day, guess who's in that? Paul motherfucking Rudd. Versatility, baby. And if you haven't seen I Love You, Man, that is all time. One Go check it out. Great one, movie. One-liners for days. So Paul Rudd, top five. That's We're going to put that in the same uh, bag as your – your uh, charcuterie board take, you, you know, you know, you're wrong, but that's how you feel. And you're going to eat that. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in my feelings today. That's okay. I understand. All right. Next. That's uh, that was, what do we call that? That was our hot take alert. Yes. That was hot take alert. Next up. We got underrated, overrated, or just right. Um, we kind of talk about it beforehand. A few things that we, we feel strongly about if it's, ac- uh, uh, ah, wow. I can't fucking speak today. If it's adequately rated, you know, if people don't give it enough hype or people overhype things, um, we're going to give our take on it. So, uh, Nina, you want to start us off or follow, follow up? Yeah, I'm going to say it. And I think I'm probably just going to keep rolling and people are definitely not going to like me. You're probably going to be like the likable guy on the podcast. You know, I can relate to Sam. He's cool. Uh, little, he says little a good cop, bad cop. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm definitely the bad cop because I'm going to say Chick-fil-A is so overrated. That's, that's an ass take. It's it's pretty bland, you know, like the, the seasoning, there's no seasoning. The waffle fries are always soggy. I'll give them great customer service. They're really nice. 10 out you of know. 10. Yeah, you know, the, the Chick-fil-A sauce, it's, it's good. You know, it's good. But, you know, overall, the chicken and fries, and for me, like, I don't want to pay like 12 bucks. I'd rather go to Popeye's and get a – a better chicken sandwich that's that's tastier and that has some flavor you know what i mean that's horrific these guys have they have the best sauce game in the world there's no other restaurant that competes with their sauce game they have a that, great that's, variety and that's what quality. i'm saying if you need sauce it's not that good then because most of the times you don't need sauce to eat good quality food right we we go to a good steakhouse oh i'll raw dog it i'll go with just the pickles i got <laughs> okay. no problem raw dogging my sandwich i'm just saying for the fries you can dip them in because if you go on raw dog on fries, you're crazy. Fr- fries, are, service, fries are soggy, dude. 
No, 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 no. Well, you've been going to the wrong ones. It's because you eat at Jersey Chick-fil-A's. That's not my problem. Dude, I live in the suburbs. All right, listen, I'm just <laughs> telling you. That's what you get when you live in Jersey, dog. But uh, best, best customer service, top-notch customer service, great oh, yeah, milkshakes. That's right. Underrated milkshakes and then breakfast sandwiches. Their chicken biscuit is unbelievable. Electric, great way to start your morning. It's definitely going to clear the pipes after a cup of coffee, and you're going to be ready to roll. For those who don't know, like Sam said earlier, he works in construction, so he wakes up very early. So I'm not surprised that he's had Chick-fil-A breakfast. What time do they open, Sam? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I just know they're open when I'm on my way to work about 5 a.m. I can grab two chicken sandwiches, no problem. One for me, one for the guy in the warehouse. We're all happy. Uh, yeah, I don't think I want that. I'm okay. You know, I don't think Chick-fil-A breakfast is for me, and I don't think Chick-fil-A in general is for me, regardless if it's for lunch or dinner. I'm good. I'm going to say overrated. What are you, what are you rating it? Where, where I'm going you? adequately rated. People seem, everyone seems to wrap their arms around it and like it. They do have a bit of an issue with their take on Sundays, which I do not agree with. But overall, the food and the customer service, A-plus stuff. I love it. It's great. Um, so just right for with, you. I'm going just right. Okay. Rated just right. Uh, the next one I got for you that I think is – I'm going – actually, I'll save it for the end. But 7-Eleven, fantastic establishment uh, for, a, for several reasons. One, we got the Slurpee, just an iconic summer beverage, you know, a nice little sweet after dinner. Something to, something to enjoy over the summer when it's hot out. All What's the your go-to flavors. flavor? Go-to oh, I Kind of a weird one. I go with the pina colada on the bottom, Coke on the top. I was expecting a lot worse, but I respect that. I'm usually like the, uh, the blue raspberry, you know, with right. the, uh, with the oh, icy yeah, guy. I like blue raspberries. Blue with a mix of like the sour apple one. I don't know if that's like a limited time flavor or something they have on the reg. But I like those two together. I think that's the, the, those are staples. I don't think I've ever had that. I'm going to have to check it out. But I don't think there's a bad flavor of Slurpee. So Slurpee right. slap. And then the unsung heroes of 7-Eleven are the Big Bites. Uh, for those who don't know them by name, the Big Bites are their hot dog selection that you see in the nice dog, the wizard finger rollers over next to the cast register. Uh, now, if you're a true tried and true 7-Eleven patron, you're always going with the quarter pound Big Bite. It's the hefty, John. It's girthy, all right? It's got length and girth, delicious, fantastic bun setup. It's always hot right off the press. And I'm going to even – I'm going to throw this in the mix too. Their taquitos are just as good. Sam, what time have you – what's the earliest you've ever eaten a big bite and or taquito? <laughs> so, I, 7-Eleven is my go-to when I am hungover. It helps me power through things. And there have been a couple of mornings where I've really – I've been fighting the good fight. Uh, right. I joined a, I joined a kickball league last year thinking it was going to help get me active. And I quickly learned it's just a reason for people to get hammered on like a Thursday night. Uh, so there was a Thursday last year where I had, uh, I had one hot dog and, uh, and a taquito at five o'clock in the morning. And I'm not happy about it. And to make it worse, I got a coffee alongside of it. That, that sounds awesome. That sounds like one of the <laughs> healthiest and greatest breakfast <laughs> that you can eat uh, at five o'clock in the morning. Uh, yes, so no, I, I ended up yakking it about an hour later. It did not sit well with me, but I'm going to go 7-Eleven 
is underrated. People give it a bad rap. They're like, oh, it's disgusting. You know, it's Brody. No, it's right. not. It's got everything you need, whether you're hungover, you need breakfast, you need 2 a.m., mm-hmm. you know, you come home from the bars, you need something to eat. They've got it handled. Is it the best? No, it's not. But you got to have proper expectations. And for what it is, it's fantastic. Okay. All right. I'm going to roll with you, brother. I'm going to say 7-Eleven is definitely underrated. Um, My guy. I think that the coffee is better than Wawa. I'm going to say something else that's crazy. I think the coffee is 10 times better. For me, I don't know what it is. I think this, the coffee there is much stronger. Wawa is a little too sweet for me. So I Dude, and it actually like, has flavor. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I think that coffee is much better there. I do agree with Sam. And am I embarrassed? Yes, but I've had hot dogs and taquitos probably not as early as 5 a.m., but closer to 9, 9.30. So it's, it's not as bad, but still bad. And I think those are great. So I and really pro tip for everyone out there, you got to hit the, the hot cheese and the hot chili dispenser on the side. That's an all-time move. But you're going to want to be near a bathroom after that because it will destroy you. I don't condone that. I have not done that, but I appreciate <laughs> Sam giving the, the goods. Um, it's straight fire. It's delicious. So there you have it. Sam and Nino, we like 7-Eleven. We think it's underrated. So Sam, Everyone go, go grab something from 7-Eleven. Do your local 7-Eleven a favor. If you do get a hot dog or taquito, please send us a selfie. We'd love to post it on our Instagram and share with you. Tweet us everyone. a pic of your craziest 7-Eleven order. We're, we're welcome to it. So we're going to go with another chain here, another chain restaurant, underrated, overrated, just right. We're going with the Neighborhood Grill, Applebee's. Talk to me. What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, I, I slept on Applebee's for a long time until I met you. Stay and over time, at, at first, I think you would slowly slip it into conversation as a joke, and we'd sit there laughing, laughing, laughing. You'd be like, oh, yo, let's go to Applebee's. And then one time you slipped it in and you stopped, no one laughed. And that was when I realized you had a true love for Applebee's. And so I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's hit it up. And I will say, ever since that we've been going, since I've known you, I'm right. in on Applebee's. I'm all in. They got the delicious quesadilla burger you turned me on in, uh, turned me on to, and the uh, the uh, what's the other the French onion soup, fantastic. Along with the drink specials, you can't beat it. Uh, same in the same realm as Seven Eleven, you have to know what you're going into. You don't walk in thinking you're going to have a five star experience. You're not. You got to walk in knowing it's an Applebee's. It's it's the 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 neighborhood. Right when when you hear your family type of vibes, right. That's, that's right. Exactly. I believe like once a month, they run like a $1 Long Island iced tea kind of situation, which is fantastic. So you got to take advantage of that. I'm going underrated as well. I think people trash it, but it's because they have wrong expectations. At the end of the day, you got to know, for the most part, it is a highway rest stop. I, I love that you said that. I think that's the big thing when dealing with chain restaurants or things that people just don't really think that, you know, when it comes to those things is, you got to be realistic with yourself, right? Do I, yeah. Am I going to put Applebee's in the same breath as, you know, like a Steven Star restaurant, you know, a famous uh, restaurant chain owner in Philly, for those who don't know? Um, no, absolutely sure. not. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, you can appreciate things that aren't nice in a different way. And that's how I feel about Applebee's, like Sam said. And I'm going to say this, another one. Applebee's has the best French onion soup, and I, I've had them all. Everywhere we go, Sam, tell them, what do we usually get? 
Hondo P, we're at least getting one crock of French onion soup. My, you know, might split one with the fellas or everyone's getting their own. But I will say we do try it everywhere we go. NC stands by it. It's the best that he's ever had. I do not agree. I think it's a terrible take. But I, I'm not going to trash their French onion. It is good. And I, good. I'm a big right. Applebee's guy. Yeah, I mean, and two, it's, it's affordable, right? You know, don't get us wrong. Me and Sam, we like to eat. We know good food. If you don't believe us, you know, send us a reason why you don't think so, and we'll take you out. We'll take you out to a spot that we like, either in D.C. or in Philly, and we'll, we'll pick up the tab, and we'll show you we know what we're talking about. But Applebee's yeah, if you're, is If great, you're looking man. for a good time, hit us up in the DMs. We'll hit you back with an itinerary for a date night. Yeah, there you have it. Um, and we'll, we'll probably throw Applebee's in there because you know what you're getting, and sometimes you just want to eat, like, <laughs> cheap food really quick and then they made it it doesn't matter you you bring the energy to the restaurant right that, that's, that's what right. it it's is the wherever, neighborhood yeah wherever wherever we go it's hot so we like it we're saying it's underrated don't sleep on applebee's sam tell me the last underrated overrated just right topic all right, and the last one we got, you and me have been fighting about the last couple of days, you and you dropped this on me. I couldn't disagree with you more. You were telling me just yesterday, Avo Toast, overrated. Why don't you hit me with why you feel that way? What's going on? What's in your head? I eat avocado toast probably one to two times a week. I don't know you if you know, know how to cook I, it right. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I'm, I'm offended. I'm offended. So, you know, I put the works in the avocado toast. You know, I'll, I'll roast the jalapeno. I'll even roast the garlic. You know, I'll hit them with the, the works, you know, chili lime. So I, my, my spice cabinet, it's up there. It's, it's probably top notch. Yeah, I, like my roommates get mad at me because we can't fit anything else in the cabinets because we have like two spice racks with probably over 75 other different spices. Wow. So you're, really gonna, you're gonna I, you flex know, on us like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna say, like, I, I'll do whatever you do to do it. It's just kind of there, you know what I mean? And it's probably very similar to how I feel about the charcuterie board. And everyone's like, "Oh, look at me!" But no, realistically, it's just you're mashing the avocado with the fork and you're putting it on toast. It's pretty just. It's like a quick hitter, you know. It, it is what it is. I don't really get why people think it's so great. Like, it's 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 just pretty average. I, I can't say anything else. That's how I feel. See, that's why I disagree with you. Like, I, you got to take it for what it is. Similar to the Applebee's, you got to know okay. what you're getting yourself into. I'm not looking at this as like some – it's not – you know, it's not, we're not talking IHOP, Grand Slam here. We're not talking any of the great – Let's go talk. Of, Let's go yeah, talk. You know, that's what I'm saying. We're not talking about any of the great breakfast dishes. We're talking about something – you're in and you're out. You know, two minutes, you're going to have avo toast. You'll be good for the right. morning. Hold you over until breakfast. I think it's a staple okay. when you're in a rush, when you're in a jam. Um, right. well, you know, that won't totally jam you up, get you feeling like shit. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm giving adequately rated Avo toast. I think people do go nuts for it, but I get why. It's easy to grab and go for people who are hustling out there, you know, the nine to fivers and people are doing their own thing with crazy hours. It's a great go-to. It's a staple. I, like I said, though, not one of the greats, but it's definitely, it's in your tool bag, no matter what. Fine. You know, that's fair. I'm not going to argue with you anymore, but my last point about it is you, you go to brunch with the ladies, right? You, you get dressed up. We're doing bottomless I ain't getting no brunch. Toast. 
Dude, people get people get avocado toasted. They charge you at least like sixteen dollars, and you know Dude, that's those true. Those people are banana lands. And it's like I can make better avocado toast, and you charge me this much. Like realistically, one avocado, at like two avocados and two pieces of toast probably runs you what, maybe like five dollars, and you're gonna charge me that? I'm just not having it. May oh, uh, you threw an over easy egg on it. And guess what? You threw a little pepper and maybe crushed red pepper so it looks like the egg is seasoned and you think it's awesome. But it's just pretty fucking average. Well, at that point, just throw some sausage on and another piece of bread. Now we're just talking breakfast sandwich. But I agree. If you're getting that at a restaurant, you're fucking crazy. It's a great, ta- it's a great thing to have in your, in your pantry. You know what I mean? If you're in a rush, you're at home, you're getting ready to roll to work, throw it together. It's easy. Don't fucking order it at a restaurant. Chances are you can get something better. And if you can't, you're at the wrong fucking restaurant. So I think that's where I stand on it. I'm going adequately rated. Only eat it at home. Don't eat it anywhere else. You're going to be paying too much. And you know you're, you're shooting. You're missing on your pick. You're making a bad pick. And no one's, going to, no one's going to want to hang out with that guy. All right. There you have it, folks. So we're going to transition to shout-outs of the week. My my shout-out of the week goes to two friends. If you haven't heard of them, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Go on SoundCloud. Shout-out to two friends getting dragged. Hey, I'm just just keeping it real. You know, they're they're starting to build themselves like we are in the game. So they um, make party mixes. This mix is called Big Booty Mix. So shout-out to the Big Booty Mix, 18. Um, it's yeah, definitely we'll, we'll tweet it out or something. We definitely, I definitely love this mix. It's about an hour long, so it's one of those things that if you're working out, if you're going on a run, I definitely recommend you just play this straight through, and it's banger after banger, heat only. So shout out to them for the Big Booty Mix 18. I'm loving it. I recommend it for workouts when quarantine's over, and we can bless our new house with a housewarming party. This will be on blast on the rooftop. That's my hey, shout to everyone out of the listening week. now. We got end of the week tomorrow. How about get home, get done with work, you know, log out of the Zoom chat, throw on the playlist, crack a beer, have fun, you know, make yourself a cocktail. Make you feel like you're at a bar. Enjoy yourself, let your hair down, listen to the hour, and uh, unwind after, after another week of lockdown. You deserve it. Everyone deserves it. That's fucking right. All right, so for my shout-out, it's more of a story, and I just kind of wanted to – I needed to bounce it off to you. I haven't told you about this yet because I think I've just been too worked up about it. But So yesterday, uh was getting hungry. I was like, ah, I'm going to support, you know, local business. Let's throw some money right, at people absolutely. who are out here grinding. Uh, right. So we went to this Irish bar not too far from where I live. Uh, okay. It's a good spot, you know, good place to get a beer, great people, like real authentic, you know what I mean? Everyone there is like straight off the boat Irish um st patty's day they bring in like the river dancers with like the old school band it's awesome great spot yeah so i call them up. i'm in yeah right it's not bad and so I, i've been craving shitty bar food basically like i was like i just right. want some crappy wings a burger you know nothing great nothing special it's like real base stuff so i call these guys up yesterday and i'm like hey you guys open for takeout yeah, yeah we're open what do you want and the guy i was talking to was real charismatic you know he was kind of it sounded like i was talking to like a salesman and so I'm like, hey, man, oh, I just want, like, a God. cheeseburger. Yeah, right. it wasn't good. 
So and I was like, I was like, hey man, I just want a cheeseburger, some wings, a salad, and that's it. He's like, all right. He's like, but you're you're gonna want some dessert, right? I'm like, no, 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 I don't want. I'm good. I don't want dessert. I just want this. He's like, you sure? Like, we got some good stuff rolling over here. He's like, no, I don't want dessert. I'm fine. Thank you. And uh, then he goes, we're also serving booze. You want some booze? I was like, oh, well. I was like, I can go for a beer. Yeah, let's talk to me. What do you got? He's like, well, we got all of our liquor. We got uh, wine, and then we're doing growlers for beer. And I was like, oh shit. And I like this place, okay. so I was like, all right, if, you know, I wouldn't mind having a growler from there. I'd pay a little extra to have like a yeah, cool growler cool. from the bar. You know what I mean? And you're you're supporting local business too, right? So you get yeah. it, right? You you want to add up to the bill to help them out. Yeah, and so I was asking the guys like, can you do a Guinness in there? I know they're kind of weird. I haven't had one in a while because the ones out of the can aren't that good. And the guys like, yeah, yeah, we'll do we'll do you a Guinness here. You know, just pour it in a glass, it'll taste just like one at a bar, you know, and like out of the Guinness glass mm-hmm. or whatever. So I was like, yeah, load me up. I'll, I'll take like a half, the half, uh, they have like a, they had a full growler and a half growler. So I was like, yeah, right. give me the half growler. So I roll over there and it was kind of like a choppy operation, which I've been patient about recently. Cause it's like, you know, these guys are figuring out they're, they're totally having to re like refigure how they're doing business and stuff. So it's kind of haphazard. It's a little crazy chaotic. So a guy gives me my food and he's like, all right, man, see you later. I was like, no, no, no. I got, I got a beer too. And he's like, Oh, what's your name? I was like, Sam. He's like, Oh, okay. You just got a pint, right? I was like, no, no, no. I think I got more than that. I don't, I was like, I feel like a half growler is like maybe two beers. I don't really know what the deal is. And he's like, Oh, uh, all right. Yeah. Let me go run in. And before he ran in, I was like, Hey, just so you know, I got a half growler. That's what they called it on the phone. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got you. So the man runs in there. He runs out with the plastic soup containers. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, those those are tough, man. Those are really too tough. <laughs> tough with the GH. It was not great. So he hands it to me. I'm like, hey, I got a growler. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's the half growler. I was like, damn. So and I was then I was sitting there thinking I'm going. It was kind of cheap for a half growler. So I was kind of pissing. I whatever. I grab my stuff and I run in the car, and we start driving back. And I'm not really paying attention to it. And I get to the house, and the beer is hot. It's not just like room temp. It's warm. Wow. So I don't know. So I got this soup container full of Guinness that's warm. And I was like, I'll throw it in the fridge, you know, like cool it off a little bit. I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll hold a seal. And then by the time it was cooled down and like ready to roll, I had a flat Guinness sitting in a soup bucket and nothing. I I didn't end up drinking it. It was the worst, it was the the worst advertising ever. I couldn't have been more pissed. Do they have like half growler jugs? I guess not. I don't know. They said growler on the phone. And then when I checked with the guys, like, yeah, no, you got it in your hand. Is it the same, the guy who gave it to you? Is it the same guy on the phone? I couldn't tell. There was three guys there. They all had heavy accents, um, so I couldn't really distinguish from the three. But uh, yeah, it was it was very confusing. So I was I was pretty pissed. But you know, I I keep saying this again. I know these guys are hustling, trying to figure out a way to make it during uh, this this uh, coronavirus quarantine lockdown. So okay. you know, I don't want to bust your balls too bad. But goddamn, it was that so mad. I was so looking forward to having a Guinness and a beer, and it, it did ruin my dinner a little bit. Yeah, I'm proud of you. I'm going to say that. Um, if this was probably all fair, we'd probably talk a little bit more uh, realistic, and we'd probably call them right now and probably explode them on Google reviews. But, you know, I, I get it. You know, I, I've been in a situation like that recently, and I pretty much imploded myself. But I, I respect that you took the high road, you know, you, you gave them the money to help support them. And you didn't really, you just kind of said they made a mistake and you moved on. So I, I love that. I'm proud of you for that. 
Now, thank you. I'm going to try it again, though, once everything is beyond us and we can go back to the restaurant normally. I'm right. going to come back and ask them about it, but I will be nice. You know, I'm going to be friendly, but I, I'm going to, they're not done with me yet. I need to try this again <laughs> to see what's going on. Real redemption. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I think that's all we got for today. You got anything else for me? No, that's really it. Um, just want to say thanks for everyone for listening. Um, Episode one wrap- of the books. That wraps it up. That's all, folks. Check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's going to drop every Thursday morning. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Share some of your favorite charcuterie boards, some of your favorite meals from Applebee's, whatever you want to share. We love it because it goes down in the DMs. Let us know. Hey, and hit us up if you guys have any feedback. You want to hear more of something or less of something, let us know. We're Like I, we said at the beginning, we're trying to figure this out as we go. So we're open to feedback. We're, uh, we're going to keep this going no matter – regardless if we have, you know, one or 100 listeners or 1,000. We're, we're going to be here chopping it up, uh, and that'll be it. So please come back next week. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. <laughs>